Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first episode of Let the Dice Roll, a podcast about tabletop gaming and the stories that come out of it. On this episode, Raspather and I, Banjo Fox, discuss how we got started in gaming, and we also do a brief discussion of Dungeons and Dragons. Enjoy! So, you want to hear a story, huh? <laughs> Have I got a story for you! I was over here minding my own business when suddenly. An old friend came in from our town! Someone stole my car! There was an earthquake! A terrible flood! Who put that crab there? Crab? I didn't see any crab. Don't tell me there were two crabs. They work in pairs. You better have a damn good explanation for this. No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Alrighty, we are recording. So. We're live? We are now live. Yes, indeed. Uh oh, from my friend. I know. I know. We're live. Uh oh, that's not good. I have. <laughs> I have not had nearly enough rum for this, but we'll uh, we'll get through it. I promise. <clears throat> okay. All right. I, All right. I trust you, Banjo. I really trust you. I I'm hope sure. I do. Sure. <laughs> At least we I think can, so. We can always cut this out. <laughs> oh, really? Cut it? I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> hey, hello, <laughs> listeners, future future listeners. This is. Hi. Um, this is Let the Dice Roll, a podcast about our gaming experiences, but mostly tabletop. Uh, and I don't know. I don't think we really have many video games. But, so we're going to focus on tabletop and all the yeah. shenanigans because over the years we've kind of collected a whole bunch of stories and I think we should share them with you. In this, theory, we shouldn't run out. <laughs> just to introduce ourselves, I am Banjo Fox, more colloquially known as Banjo, and I've got with me my best friend in the whole world and fellow gaming partner, Raspather. Say hi, Raspather. Hello. I am a, I'm just a friendly dragon. <laughs> he says that. <clears throat> I mean, he is, really, but <laughs> one of these days he will share his dragon horde with me. Because so, uh. in, in, in the meantime, I have to fund everything. You know, stupid, you know, podcasts are expensive, man, I guess. <laughs> Because you got to yeah. pay for web hosting. Yeah. Anyway. And so. I'm expendable, apparently, so. <laughs> yes, but that's a story for another episode. Oh, really? Oh, well, <laughs> I'll get you another episode. <laughs> Can I throw Raspeth there? We will get to that, I promise. So, <laughs> I figure for episode one, we should go back to the beginning. Um, and let's start with, how did you get started in tabletop gaming, my my dear dragon? Wow. <laughs> Well, a long time ago, when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> That's what it feels like now. <laughs> I'm not that old to converse with other players. But anyway, um, let's see. Started back in high school when... Uh, this is a blast from the past when Wizards used to have a thing called the RPGA. What? Wait, really? Role p- yeah, uh, called the <laughs> Role-Playing Game Association. Uh, I probably could have gotten that wrong, but that's what how I interpreted it. 
Um, back before where, Hasbro. Yeah, back before Hasbro, <laughs> back way before the internet was even a popular thing. Um, or even the internet was really a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did they have did they have internet back when you were uh, just a, a um, whelp? Uh, I think they had it in 96. I think I had dial up in '96. Oh, I think. Okay. I think. Uh, it's been so yeah, long. Right. Right. So but anyway, back to but back in high school playing the RPGA. Well, I noticed it after at the time back in the mid '90s playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, noticed a group that like, hey, we're we're. I noticed them playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. This was when it was still Dungeons and Dragons second edition i think that's a pretty classic uh, way to start out yeah <laughs> um yeah start back then after playing a few magic and few magic games and losing it's like oh cool this is a weekly thing and it's not really a long-running campaign it's just different stories every week it's like okay cool i'll play this out for a while um the characters were pre-generated all the time um actually the first character i ever played was actually the namesake where i got mine from was uh yeah, actually, the character's name was Raspithair Edon. Um, he was a wizard. The story, the first story we played in was uh, we were in a wizard's academy. Everyone, this is where Gestalt was, no, it was not Gestalt yet, no. Uh, that's a different story down the line. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, we'll explain Gestalt down the line when we get to that point. Uh, but it was a wizard's academy, and everyone was a wizard of some type of variety. They had own, their own specialty. I, for the life of me at this moment, I can't remember what his specialty was. Uh, but the whole story it is, it was, it was during some type of vacation, or at least a break in the academy. We were all running around, um, doing our little things. One day we were, we were, I, well, my character was studying, I think we are all studying the library, or at least doing some research in the library. Mm-hmm. We under, uh, we heard a scream or a Yelp, or whatever, I can't remember exactly what, uh, we ran to investigate what happened, and we see a person being burned alive by a black pudding, and an opened... A black pudding. Um, It's a smaller version of a gelatinous cube in the same type of ooze family of monsters. But a black pudding, they're just... um. They're like no bigger than three or four feet wide, um, and they're just pure acid. And just touching, you just melt into it. Yeah, um, as we see our poor fellow wizard <laughs> finally biting the last bit of dust, being melted away from the black pudding. <laughs> awesome. um, and then it, the whole adventure was trying to put the black pudding away. Over time, we we figured out what, where the black pudding came from. Right. There was uh, a book next to the gentleman, as we as we learned. The black pudding was actually sealed inside that book by <laughs> using a magical pen that actually like a, a magical quill that absorbed the black pudding and made it into an ink and was able to be inscribed into a book. Oh, that's weird. That sounds a lot. Yeah, like- yeah. I think that's where they got the idea from. The idea for the adventure was because I think it's it's about that same time. I think Miss came out in '94. I think yeah, it was it was early. Yeah, and that's probably where they got the idea from. Um, but yeah, it was a nice quasi little. It was a cute little adventure. It was a one shot. Um, and then from there on out, I played games like Dragonlance Fifth Age, which sadly enough, I don't have any good stories about that. <laughs> but it's a fun system. If we ever get to the point, I'll describe the system later. But um, and but then when I was one of those days, 
while doing those weekly games, that's when I found a quick play book called, uh, for a game called Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. That's where I got into the world of darkness, Grace. Yeah, yeah. It was this it was this little like 20 to 30 page little booklet that had the basic thing had just the basic rules and uses D and used it D6s before actual system using D10s. Did it really? Ow. Yeah, the quick start uses D6s, it's which weird. yeah, because they planned for it, anyone can pick it up and start playing it. Oh, okay. Because okay. since everyone has a D6 in their house lying around like like board games. That's why they did that. I can understand why they did that. Open yeah, open up Monopoly and just roll your roll your D6s. <laughs> and then that's and that's when I when I met you playing co- in college, and I think we did. Didn't we start on Vampire with you, or so. was it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of had my start a little bit earlier than that. Um, okay. Well, kind of figured because I think you're interested already. It's just so that's when we met. <laughs> in right. So in high school again in high school. Uh, obviously, typical nerdy kid. I usually hung out on the outs on the fringes of society and you know, <laughs> high school society and all that. Um, I had a one of the guys I was hanging out with actually was trying to. Uh, he he had Shadowrun, like the second edition Shadowrun. Oh wow! And he was describing it to me. Oh yeah, this was uh, you know obviously high, you know me, ju- uh, sophomore year of high school. Like, yeah, he had second edition Shadowrun. He was, like, explaining it to me. I was like, oh, man, that sounds really awesome. Da, da, da. You know, <laughs> I wanted to get into it. But the problem was, I mean, I know I never really had a chance. It oh, sounded, okay. It sounded awesome. But um, unfortunately, I basically moved from Massachusetts to Maryland at that point. Or shortly, oh, okay. shortly thereafter. So I never really got to play with him. Mm. But and it never really. You know, the funny thing is, it didn't really connect to me that that was like a tabletop RPG. Oh, <laughs> until I met you and we're like, "Hey, let's play Shadowrun." I'm like, "Wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> that sounds familiar." But even before that, um, I think we were hang. We were at, we were at, at at college. We were in college, right? And yes. I try yes. and remember who or why, but I ended up going to the uh, the bookstore. Remember, what was the bookstore in the mall before Borders took over? Um, well, actually, there was Wizards of the Coast. No, there was no, actually no. a Wizard Coast store there, but a bookstore. I think it was Walden's. Yes, that's what it was. It was Walden's yeah. books. They had the the ed- second edition or the advanced D and D books. I think I even no. I think I even bought like a box set, like the intro to D and D, second edition, you know, second edition A D and D, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bought that box set and I tried to run a game oh, at geez. my house with you know uh, Luke and Nick and all the guys. <laughs> the oh, okay. That did, it did not. <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> I had at this point I had never played. A tabletop RPG. I had zero clue how to run it, and I think to uh-huh. supplement that, I went. To, uh-huh. I found the the like the dungeon master guide and the player's handbook from Walden Books. So I'm using these pre-gen characters, trying to run a game. I haven't even really read the <laughs> damn books, to be honest. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I mean, it was cool, and it kind of got everybody's interest in it. But as you know. Only one of those people really <laughs> Yes. Well, two, of the, two of those people, myself and... Oh, then yeah. I, then I met you guys and learned... And I think, actually, the there was a, the woman... 
who worked at Walden Books or somebody uh-huh. was like trying to get me into World of Darkness. She's like, oh, to heck with that D&D stuff. Check out this World of Darkness. I'm like, what is this? Because like, they had the Book of Nod. I'm like, oh, this looks oh, really wow. cool. But it was it was like a supplement book, right? It was the yeah. Sto- it was a story from the meta plot of yeah. It's a book. It's a meta plot book. Right. Purely, it wasn't it's an actual oh, book. Yeah. And I don't think they had the actual World of Darkness core manuals. Oh. Which kind of suck. I still haven't bought the book of Nod, and I think I downloaded a PDF preview of it once. I'm like, this is cool, but I, that really didn't help me. Actually, I have the Book of Nod. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yes, I actually have a physical copy of the Book of Nod. It's a printed copy. It's like a um, yeah. print-to-order book. Right, it's like the little novella with a yeah. paper cover that's supposed to be like leathery or something. Oh no, I actually, I got the print to, uh, uh, order to print-to-order. Basically, it's a hard cover, oh, so I, thought, right. I don't have the original one, which those are hard to find and are expensive really nonetheless I feel, now i feel like i should have bought this thing again at <laughs> yeah. the time i'm thinking like oh this is cool but i want to actually learn how to play the play the game Not yeah definitely so then i think my first like the first time i actually played in a game i can't remember if it was D or shadowrun at this point because uh-huh. uh our because you know our other buddy um mike right he he ran shadowrun yeah. time. i think shadowrun he was a shadowrun gm yeah yeah, 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 that might have been my first game was Shadowrun Third Edition. Yeah, <laughs> and uh. that was also the same. That was also the same thing. Like I had no idea what Shadowrun was. I don't even think I. I don't even think I owned a copy of the manual at that point. <laughs> but like in that first mission, we had to go talk to somebody that was in the hospital, and it was like, "Hey, okay, you're you're in the hospital. How do you want to find the, you know, how do you want to find the guy?" So I just I like walked up to the counter. I'm like, "Hi, we're the Shadowrunner." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just like, like all the players just turned to me like, "Don't do that. That's bad." Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and so yeah, I was, it was your first game. Yeah. yeah, for like the rest of the session, I just kind of sat there quietly, oh. and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to learn what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and actually try to figure this out. And, and yeah, so that was a very, um, yeah, that was a very fun intro. I mean, nothing bad happened from it. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like, oh, well, oops, I, I didn't actually say that. Uh, <laughs> hold on. What do we actually know in character about this? But yeah, I'll tell you what, man, that first D&D game was horrible. Oh, uh, well, I think if I started off by running a game with Without any previous playing experience, yeah, I think my first game would have been like next to horrible <laughs> as well. Right, but <clears throat> but if you think about it, somebody has to run the first game. Yeah, someone has to. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just lucky enough to have the RPG and just start playing it as a player. Right. Yeah, and the nice thing nowadays have the the D and D Adventures, <laughs> which is basically you find a local gaming store, you can play any. You can just have a character. Bring in a character, and you can just start playing her, even if the GMs can even hand you out a pre-gen character. You know what's funny is I actually have a local brick-and-mortar gaming store probably five minutes from my house. Well, it's oh, actually, wow. It's not even – it's pro- it's longer than five minutes because I have to go 
basically make a U. Oh, oh. it's the problem is, is it's on Route Nine, and Route Nine is just barrier after barrier after barrier, and there's like you have to go to an intersection, do the stupid. <laughs> oh, that sucks. You have, to, you have to do the jug handle to make the left hand turn, and all this all this crap. So it takes <laughs> me a little while to get there, but it <laughs> like if I could just walk across the street, it would be like. <laughs> That's cool. But they do do adventure. I have yeah. to go. <laughs> it's it's worthwhile. Um, Every they accept any type. Of, they accept any person with any experience. Really, that that's the nice thing. Um, I I actually I have to give credit to anything for this boom of like interest of tabletop and or like tabletop gaming in general. No matter if it's mm-hmm. RPGs, board game, or whatever. I I give credit to really the uh, to Josh Whedon. <laughs> not Joss really? Whedon. Not Joss Whedon. Um, oh, sorry, Wade. Will Wheaton. Oh, that guy. I, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Um, I like. I mean, I have mixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, some people just have. Yeah. Some people have mixed feelings, but yeah. It, honestly, due to him, it it sparked interest back because. and brought every because when when he um because he released the uh the the. The bo- uh, he did a, had the YouTube series that he played tabletop games with him and other oh, fellow right, right. B list or fellows fellow fam- fellow celebrities or even um or, or writers and screenwriters and things like that. Basically, his basically people he knew in the industry. Right. So you are talking about tabletop from- in general. Right. Right. No tabletop. The Will Wheaton hosting tabletop on. Yes. There we go. Uh, Geek and Sundry. Yeah, that's a cool series. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, sadly enough, they only did four seasons. I have not seen a fifth season yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but they, but they, there's a whole, they have a whole Twitch thing now. They have, oh, like, they do comic books. They do tabletop gaming every once in a while. They also have, uh, also, uh, the other thing that brought RPGs back mm-hmm. in the thing was the Critical Role cast. Oh, yeah, which is also part of the, part of the which which started off with Geek and Sundry. Now they actually uh, recently they actually started having their own channel now. So they're doing their own content that's based off of tabletops, t- tabletop RPGs, and also their also their own personal things. Yeah, that's cool. I I watched a couple episodes of that. Uh, I mean, I like it, but honestly, Dungeons and Dragons, which we'll describe in a second for it. Oh yeah, the rare. Excuse me for the. Folks that don't know what the Dungeons and Dragons is, which seems yeah. unlikely at this point, but we can probably bust a couple of notes about it. Yeah. It's not my favorite genre, but I watched a couple. I'm like, this is neat, but mm-hmm. honestly, there are other... <sighs> and I think that's what it is. That that was my my uh, dislike of it was it just it wasn't my it wasn't my jam. <laughs> it's not your it's not your flavor. Yeah, I, that's understandable. It's they definitely do a very good job. For sure. Oh yeah, they do. Um, they even every once in a while they do. They even did like uh, whenever uh, Matt Mercer wants to take a break or whenever someone else of the uh, group wants to run, they actually do other things. Uh, one of them did vampire. Uh, another one did. Uh, another one did uh, play the indie game where uh, you're all like gingerbread men. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love. Yeah, to know. So I want to know what the gingerbread. But maybe we yeah, should I can. So, yeah, I have to look that down or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, definitely thinking, I'm definitely thinking especially. So basically, tabletop gaming is kind of. It's where you actually sit down, usually at a table, yeah. with a whole bunch of friends. I know, 
this is weird already because there's no console, there's no PC, there's no internet involved. I mean, that's talking way down. All right, so let's start. With... <laughs> I'm a dick. Get used to it. Yes. <laughs> not every person who's listening to this is probably going to, not it's going to be a millennial or, or higher. They're going to be, hopefully, well, be nice. This is for, this is really a podcast for everybody, the as we thing, want. So the thing, and this will this will make you happy, isn't making me happy. This is totally sidetracking. <clears throat> you and I, well, actually, you might be Gen X, right? But uh, technically, I'm a, a millennial. Started eighty two for some odd unknown no, reason. They actually, don't. I thought no, no, no. They clarified it. We are oh, they did. Xennials, X E N I A L L A S or whatever the heck you spell it. We are Xennials. We are the generation between Gen X and Millennials. Oh, because we are the responsible ones that do hard work and da 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 da. We are not the stereotypical. Uh, and just hearing that made me so happy because but, I do okay. not want to be classified as millennial. I really don't. <laughs> I'm like violently opposed to it. Well, then, uh, an, uh, then another person I know. Uh, actually, I'll just name him Skiing. Make it easier. Yeah. Um, he he'd be glad to hear that he he won't be considered as a millennial. Tell him he's. A I'll tell him he's a zennial, which is the the hardworking version of the millennials. <laughs> So let's get back to D. Let's get back to D and D for a second, because you and I both kind of had our start with D and D. So yes, true. Dungeons and Dragons, colloquially known as D and D, is mm-hmm. a fantasy RPG. Um, Game of Thrones probably is the most popular. Yeah, Game of Thrones would be the most popular version. Yeah, um, it's the yeah, uh, it's I think it'd be considered lo- it's the low fantasy. So what makes uh, it it's low fantasy? There's still some fantasy elements, but they're very realistic for my kernel, and magic is very minimal. So high fantasy versus low fantasy is the amount of magic. Is that what you're kind of? Uh, that's uh, that's how I've been. That's how I've read it. Been interpreted. I could be wrong. Um, Lord, uh, Lord of the Rings is another one. Should be everyone should kind of know what that okay. is. Like the Hobbit, that's kind of a little bit of a step step or two higher from Game of Thrones. There is more magic in the world, right. especially there's definitely more variety of races. People more oh, associate absolutely. with right, Lord of the Rings with Dungeons since well, it's right. since Tolkien was the originator of was the maker of modern fantasy. So as we Game see of, it today, you're right. Because right. in Game of Thrones, it's like humans versus non-humans so in yeah dungeons and, in dungeons and dungeons and dragons man that that uh liquid courage is really getting to me now <laughs> oh boy um, i should cut some off that i should uh, don't drink as much <laughs> i have a liter of water sitting right next to me i'm just gonna drink it slowly um, good idea so basically dungeons and dungeons and dragons has humans elves orcs uh i'm trying to think fifth edition has a whole bunch of new ones but you know dwarves yeah. Your, your typical fantasy races, and yeah. generally speaking, that's the whole point of the game. It's Dungeons and Dragons. You walk in, you, you know, the villagers are having problems with a set of monsters or something, and you go into a dungeon, you kick the door down, you slay the monsters, you loot the treasure, you go back to the local constabulary, king, monarch, whatever, and you're like, yeah, we killed all the monsters for you. And they're like, woohoo! 
And so then they're like, hey, here's a reward. Congratulations. Yep. And then you just kind of wash, rinse, repeat. Yep, that's the basics and how it actually basically just how it originally started. Yeah, it was yeah, just dungeon much. crawls, yeah. It's basically, you're right, dungeon. And, and that's what, to, to clarify what dungeon crawling is, that's dungeon crawling. Kick door, kill monster, loot drawer, yeah. pro, you know, profit, XP, you know, get yeah. your level, level up, get your XP, da 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 um, yeah. I mean, there are variations on that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> most people nowadays, now there's groups of people who play D. Which are yes, they they do go down, do the dungeon crawl, go down this, go through this hundred floor dungeon crawl that takes years to complete, and they just kill monsters left and right, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's that's one type of way you can play D anD. d Of course, mm-hmm. there's other people who play the other way, where it's basically it's pure story, political intrigue, mystery, and, and all that fun I stuff. D anD. D kind of set the tone for the dice right because dnd uses a whole uh what is it eight eight or nine polyhedral dice so you've got a uh, one d4 which looks like a pyramid yeah d4 d6 uh, d6 which, are which is uh, monopoly uh-huh. excited uh d8, d8 uh, is kind of oct- uh, two d4 almost two d4 stacked on top of each other with an extra side um <laughs> you're right because that's clear as much. yeah uh, d10, um d10 Kind yeah. of like two five-sided pyramids glued together at the base. Yes. <laughs> uh, then there's D12. Oh, right. I forgot about D12. D12 is a very... It's not, I don't D12s are rarely ever used. I think the only time I've ever seen really details used is just basically for damage. Right. That's all it's really used right. for. And no other really... There's. I've seen only one other system use it. Use D12 on a more regular basis. Um, the Iron Claw, Jade Claw books systems. Uh, Deadlands also uses. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking about de- also, um, Savage Worlds. Sorry, Savage Worlds also uses D12. As- Savage Worlds, which is n- which kind of consumed. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So after D12, then's finally the D20. Right, the D20, which is is almost the symbol clear. for all role playing. <laughs> the symbol for all role playing, really. Correct. If you have ever seen an RPG icon and it looks kind of spherical and it has a twenty on it or something like yeah, it has twenty. That's a D20. That's a D20. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty much like the only die you will ever actually use. Yeah. There have honestly been sessions when I did not pick up a single other die other than just to play with. <laughs> Jeez. I was so tired of rolling the silly D20. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly. Yeah. It's like, great. I, okay, what do I do? Oh, roll the D20. Yes, I know what the roll... I know that I have to roll a 20. What stats am I rolling again? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Getting, I guess getting deeper into the system... So, you make a character. Yeah. Uh, you make a character. You can pick your race, which is, yep. like I said, elf. Uh, God. <laughs> See, I'm so terrible at D&D. Maybe you should. Wow. Maybe you should okay. Uh, to continue where he left off, when you, make, you can choose any race, usually whatever the GM allows, but the, typically the ones that GMs usually allow are your typical standard fantasy races, like humans, elves, dwarves. Halflings, gnomes, mm. half orcs. Um, for those people who don't know who halflings are, think of hobbits, the Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, also, there's a few extra races they add in 
edition, or well, they continue in fifth edition. Like Dragonborn, if you ever want to play these big, scaly, half man, half dragon creatures that can breathe of elemental weapons equal to their whatever the dragon they're related to. So Dragonborn. Sorry to interrupt, but Dragonborn are kind of, what, like, really tall humans with dragon properties? Or am I thinking... They're, they're tall humans. Uh, think of a linebacker with uh, with scales and with the head of a dragon. Sometimes tail, tail not included. Yeah, no, they're they're pretty they're pretty badass. They're, they're huge, yeah. Um, and of course, if you ever... They're also tieflings. If you ever want to play with someone with more of a devilish side. Yeah, no, tiefling, Tieflings, I'm so happy that they brought into 5th edition because it kind of makes me interested in them again. <laughs> and I've actually, believe it or not, Dave, uh, Rashbathon, mm-hmm. this, this, this will shock you. Oh. I actually read the book <gasps> regarding what? like the whole section what? on Tieflings. I what? learned about their lore. Hold on, I we got to learned... take a break. I have to take a moment here. I have to take a moment. Okay. You read, I, you read I, something. I will give you. Oh my god! Opinion. Okay, thank you. Whew. Wow. Um, I don't know how I can take this. You actually reading something more than just like skimming. Actually reading in depth. I know. Oh, okay, hold on. I, I have to. My, my heart has to. Uh, I have to make sure my heart's working again. <laughs> are you reclaimed? Ah, uh, just a little, little reclaimed. A little. It's passing. Okay. No, All right. I, I think I'm okay now. All right. I can explain why when, when, when you're ready. When you're ready. All right. I'm ready. So, I actually, first of all, I actually bought the fifth edition oh. core manual. Okay, reasonable. Reasonable, but for me, that was a big purchase. Yeah, you, it is for you is a big purchase, but you don't buy. I, but you do buy books every once in a while, which is which is reasonable. You, you don't have many, but you make choices every once in a while. And that's fine. He says that not remembering that I bought have literally bought every single book for Paranoia, the new version. <laughs> But the reason it's a big deal to me, again, is because I don't really play D&D. Yeah. I have friends that wanted to run D&D, and I said, oh, you know what? Maybe I should have the root, the core book. That way I can not have to share. I'm familiar yeah. with the system. But I saw that they uh-huh. had tieflings as a base class. Base class meaning, hey, you can start playing as this character. Yeah. Of course, they had a lady tiefling. Oh, yes. As the sample. And I'm like, I want to play a lady tiefling. Not gonna lie, she kind of pretty. So that's what I did. I, I made a, a a female tiefling cleric. Yeah, cleric. Oh. So a religious based healer class because no one else, <laughs> who in their right mind would play a healer in Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons or any game for that matter. Yes, yeah, true. Sorry, healers. I apologize. I know you're out there. We greatly, we DPS folks greatly appreciate you all the time. I just kind of wanted to give back. <laughs> you're a rare and marvelous breed. I, listen, listen. I've pretty much played everything else. I actually had a better character, but we'll go into that later. Okay. So I played a, a lady tiefling. And I wanted to make sure I did it right because I was playing with a newer group that they knew the system, but there was actually a couple of brand new people. And so I kind of wanted to make sure I did it right. So I actually read all of the pages about tiefling lore and like, again, languages and who Uh they are and stuff. And I thought it was very, it was very fascinating to me. 
Um, so essentially, tieflings are demonic based. So think uh-huh. typical red skinned demon with horns and a tail, sort of, yeah. thing, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what tieflings. I mean, yeah, basically, there's yeah. A lot more to them, and there's a whole bunch of lore in the even in the core manual. Yeah, I'm sure you can find loads and loads and loads of lore online oh, yeah. and other books. There's a load of resources for that. Yes. Right. So once you picked your race, you know, step two in character creation, uh-huh. yes. you get to pick your class. So, oh yeah, fighter, typical fighter. They typical person who can get things done through brute force, either by swords or bows and arrows. Anything that is a weapon is they have master mastery over them. Uh, so there's fighters, there's barbarians, which are pretty typical. Uh, Conan a barbarian, if yeah, you know. Conan. Conan's a good one. I was going to say Viking, but Vikings actually have a little bit of strategy. Oh, uh, no. Um, Vikings, uh, well, the origin of Berserker came from Berserk, which is a Viking origin of Berserk. Right. Basically. But, but your average but, Viking usually had a little bit more... Uh, more than you know, um, the raiders, the raiders, the ones that actually did raiding, we consider closer towards berserkers a little bit, a okay. little bit. Gotcha. But yeah, the average Viking would be really a berserker. But right. the Nordic which people, we think, yeah, I just Nordic people. the Nordic people seem really cool. I yes. really appreciate Viking culture. However, I am yes. not well versed enough in Viking culture to properly <laughs> judge them. I'm just explaining how typical True. D&D berserkers are. Yes. Berserkers in D&D and Diablo and pop culture are usually like smash door, kill bad guy. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. So, then, of course, you, um, mm-hmm. after that, you have Bart, uh, which is underappreciated. Uh, they are the pinnacle inspiration of the group. <laughs> Mistles, um, usually. Mistles, uh, they're a little bit of jack-of-all-trades. They do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. They also sing at the same time, or even play a lute. Robin, uh, um, trying to think. Robin's minstrel party from Holy Grail bravely ran away, away. Yes, yeah. Bard. Bard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, often underappreciated, and there's a whole bunch of memes about how they're. Yeah. Um. But them. bards tend to be. They're more of a subclass. Uh. They they help fill out. The rest of the party just in case for buffs and things like that they're typically use their instrument to aid them in magic abilities to like again raise spirits or ward off things maybe uh, they're not much they're more as i said before they're more it's more like giving bonuses or hindering a foe right, okay. that um so after, huh? So going yeah. into the whole warding thing, I guess that's where clerics come in. So basically, clerics yeah, clerics will have that. Mostly, sort of yes. warrior? No, not warrior priests. They're more like mystic priests. They worship a god, and their god gives them power. Yeah, and of course, their gods get what godly flavor of how they are. There can be clerics that are worshiping gods of war, which they're almost good as regular fighters or barbarians. Or they can worship a god of god of knowledge, which they're very they're almost like akin to a bar. They right. kind of like know a little bit of everything. Right. They can be worshiping a god of life, which they're becoming the gods of healing on the battlefield <laughs> and boarding. What? People actually play healers once in a while? Shocking. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, as I said, they're a marvelous Right. 
No, yeah, I, I really like I, I like clerics. I like having a cleric in the party. Oh yeah, really because there's frequently some kind of religious thing that only they will know. Yes, unless you have a bard, unless which of course bardic knowledge is amazing because bardic yes. knowledge pretty much covers all bases all the time forever. Yep. yep. There's always a story somewhere that explains what. And I guess along that line, you also have monks. Which are typical sort of kung fu monks, you know? They're all yes, the, the uh, think of like the Shaolin monk that you would yeah. see in media. Yeah, the that's the monks in D anD. d That's what they were really stereotypical Shaolin. Yeah, monk. yeah, they're the master of mind and body. They can mm-hmm. punch through. They can punch through steel walls right. just their, with their bare fists. I don't. Um, it, it's so funny because I've played a monk in like Diablo since mm-hmm. Diablo One Hellfire Edition, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever played a monk in a tabletop game. Oh, they're fun! I'm uh, one of my current games. I'm, um, and uh, my GM has stopped shooting arrows at me because I kept catching them and throwing them back at the enemy. <laughs> so wait, wait! You throw, you catch the arrow and you throw them back. Back, yes. Is that what I heard? Uh, you heard correctly. Exact word for. Oh, that's amazing! If you get that, you get that at level three as a monk. Uh, yeah, you make uh, the GDMs regret about using rain, mil- missile weapons. <laughs> okay, so we've covered fighter, barbarian, yes. mm-hmm. cleric, yep, monk, monk, bard. Right, we monk. covered bard. Um, so we yeah. Have, so then I guess we we can go into rogue. Rogue, yes. Yeah. Rogue is your typical. Sneaky little right thieves. or second story man, depending on how you right. want to. Prince of Thieves kind of super dexterous, not mm-hmm. really one to be able to get into a fight. Although you could build them that way, but yes, you're kind of losing out on their stats. Never turn your back on them, or right. they'll backstab you and kill you at the. <laughs> Um, there's no story there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, really no story. Uh, yeah, Not for so, another time, really. Right, so they're the ones, if you're going into a dark dungeon, you probably want to send them first because they'll be able to, yeah. to detect traps or even pick locks and things like mm-hmm. that. And even make traps if they are uh, trained well. Very true, they trap. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, rogue... Um, Druid, we, we kind of skipped oh, Druid. Okay, Druid is another... What, it's another... Wiccan, mm, witchcrafty sort of... It's a magically player. class. Um, they are the followers of nature. Okay. They have magic that are skewed with nature-like things, like summoning lightning, elementals, some of nature's allies, and also the class that, that makes many people want to... Do you want to be a bear? Now you're a bear. Do you want to be a hawk? Now you're a hawk. Right. So as opposed to following a specific god, they're more follow nature as their yeah. god. Yes. And like you said, they can shapeshift into other critters on an as-needed basis. Yeah. Oops. All right. So uh, for druids, um, well, no, no, I'm thinking. If there is, spider, uh, well, for oh, for classes, we're missing. We're missing. It. <laughs> I'm just thinking what we need. Uh, let's see. They have. Uh, there is paladins. Oh right, paladins. Uh, paladins. Knights Templar. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're the, the they're the mix of clerics and fighters. Right. Yeah, they're they're the priests that can take a beating and dish one out just as well. Yes. Um. Then speaking of another hybrid, kind of quasi hybrid class, ranger, which oh, is. Right. 
a combination of fighter and druid. That's uh, that's Windy. Yes, that is Windy's favorite class. Also, um, Windy's been known to play a few rogues himself as well. Um, but mainly rangers. Yeah, rangers is bread and butter. I like to play rogue, but I've done rogue halfling so many times because you get the the benefit of a rogue halfling is that you're teeny tiny. <laughs> yes. And dexterous AF, which means yes. if you need to get out of combat, you can just run between somebody's legs yes. and back off. And the nice thing, uh with 5th edition, uh they have a, they have a natural ability. They can uh any one Roll mm-hmm. any time they roll. Well, I think it's just I think it's any roll they can do, or, or specifically when they roll one, they can re-roll that die and oh, take yeah. the other and take that new result no matter what it is. So they can re-roll their ones only once per. I think only once per roll or once per short rest. I don't know, but halflings are tend to be just lucky. Uh let's see. Continuing classes. Let's see. Uh that should be able to be class. No, there's still a few more. Um Are there really? Let's, oh, yeah, we got Sorcerer. I apologize for our listeners because this is first of all going longer than I expected, and D is a lot more complicated than I remember. Oh there's eleven base classes. I think eleven or twelve. Yeah, eleven base classes, yeah. At least if I if I if I remember them correctly. Um so let's see. Sorcerers which are how how can anyone forget a sorcerer? <laughs> um, Merlin, but more no, Merlin is a wizard. Right. No, well, sorcerers, sorcerers are, are people. Their magic comes from from their what they're born with. They are they have they cast magic without need of skill. It's a casting of based off of their pure personality. Um, they they don't study. They just they just kind of figure things out and oh. That works that way. That right. works that way. So none of this Harry Potter garbage. They just do the thing <laughs> they want to do. They just do the thing they want to do. Um. Now going to the Harry Potter uh Berlin thing. Then that's what you think about as a wizard. They exactly. study their magic. They have books and tomes. They specialize in certain types of magics to make them better than other people. God. Gandalf, of course, is the classic wizard True. that everyone. Okay. Yeah, Gandalf is a pretty classic wizard. Yes. Uh, let's see. And then, of course, the one that recently became a more staple thing since 4th edition was is Warlock. See, the, the, the thing to me is, like, I never really understood the quite understood the differences between uh sorry sorcerers and warlocks like the difference between a a sorcerer and a wizard makes sense fine right you're born with natural ability versus you have to study for years and years and years and good at it the first wizard but warlock always warlocks it's think of the warlocks actually how there is the classic making the deal with the devil or whatever or whatever entity whatever entity to get your ability um, right. as they have an example of one of your patrons, a fail, uh, huh? I think you cut out. Oh, one of the patrons could be a, like a fey lord or even, or something, uh, or the devil themselves, or even as, uh, Banjo's favorite, uh, something beyond, uh, a god of, from beyond the stars. I was going to say Dr. Faustus, but beyond the stars. Oh, beyond the so stars. Cthulhu, Yasaga. The king in yellow. <laughs> I'll have you know, Cthulhu lies at the bottom of the ocean, sleeping, dreaming. 
he's not beyond the stars anymore. He's here. Well, he's he's always been here, but, but that's it's a different... that's a different game entirely. True, <laughs> um, but it's the idea. It's the the unknowable okay. figures that are beyond human comprehension as one of the packs that you can make as a warlock. It's basically selling. It's basically bargaining for your powers. Okay, so to summarize, sorcerer, you are born with magical powers. Yes, that you have to learn. To yes, cut. yes. Wizard, you almost think like, uh, like if you want to use other pop culture, you can think like sorcerers are more like uh, X Men or like uh, oh, okay, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlet Witch is a perfect example of, of okay. using comic book thing. Okay, perfect. So, wizard, you go to a school like Hogwarts. Yeah. Hogwarts, yeah. Not study, train. Hog- well. Disclaimer, Hogwarts is not part of the D&D universe. Yeah. However... You can if you want to if you run your own game. You can uh, have Hogwarts. This is true, but, but Hogwarts, I'm sure... Trademark it's not standard. Legalese, blah, blah, blah. We can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't condone it. If you want to be a wizard, you have to get a stack of books and start mm-hmm. reading a reading. lot. And for a long time to have a fuzzy white beard, whether you're female, male, trans, whatever. By the yes. end of by the time you are a wizard, you will probably have a white beard. I don't care your gender. <laughs> you get a white That's beard. That's just how long to me <laughs> it takes to be a wizard. That's why I prefer a cleric. I pray to a god. The god gives me power. That's the end of my training. <laughs> yes. You so, just have to have devotion. So that's wizard, sorcerer, and wizard. Wizard, warlock. I go to the crossroads. Make a deal a, with a banjo or a guitar. Yeah, or a guitar. Your instrument of choice, or say, trade of choice. You can be trade of choice as well. But typically, it's been usually an right. instrument of some type for so the classic the, crossroads deal. Right. You go to the crossroads. You sell your soul to the devil. The devil's like, mm, all right, I'll give you a little bit, of, a little bit of something, something. You know, yeah. What kind of magic you want? Here you can kind of. Yep. I got it. I got it. But of course, you know, s- uh, swap out devil for your deity of choice or your higher your choice. your entity of choice that you're getting choice. borrowing the power from. Yes, entity of choice is a good uh, politically correct way of saying yes. I try my best. Thank you, thank you, Respiter. I appreciate that. <laughs> Wink, sparkle. <laughs> Wink and a sparkle. I love yes. it. As as we've already established, I'm an asshole. I I don't I don't I I have my opinions. I try to be polite, but I'm also not going to go necessarily on my way to uh, accommodate others if I don't have to. Uh-huh. That's perfectly. That's understandable and fine. But you know, again, I try to be polite and cordial, and yes. getting way off track. Again. So, right. that's covered, fine. I think all the casting classes. Is there any other ones? Yeah, that, that's all the classes. Oh, okay, we're um, in fifth edition. There's like sub things, but we don't have to get because that's just more like right. other flavor things. Right. And when you hit level twenty, you can get into prestige classes and da 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 da, da which is a whole different kettle <laughs> of fish. But so you yeah. basic Dungeons and Dragons. You have a race, a class, mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of skills that kind of go mm-hmm. along with that class. Yeah, and I think uh, mm-hmm. pretty much covers character creation without going into like super detail of how. With that, yeah, without super detail and all that fun stuff, yeah, creation. But that's just like that. That's just enough of a. What would what the term be? Cheat sheet, yeah. I was thinking a fancy word, but uh, whatever. Start. Uh, I was thinking fancier, like cipher. Cipher. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> there's a fancy word I know. 
I'm sure there's a fancy word. There's a fancy word I, I just can't, can't think about. But quick, uh, uh, cheat sheet is the is a great way to say it. Quick purview. Yeah, there we go. Quick purview well, of purview of what's involved. Because yeah, once you pick those, those kind of help determine your statistics. Yeah, and help you get of, an idea. Yeah. I don't want to say there's a lot of math involved, but there's a little bit of math involved because your race gives you certain bonuses to certain things. It's basic arithmetic. Right. Uh, adding, subtracting. So There's no what? long division. <laughs> yeah, right. Otherwise, I would never play. Yeah. Uh, so uh. basically, so you have, so that's that's kind of that. Yeah. That's, that's character creation. And then once you have your character built, more or less, it pretty much, like the game pretty much goes fairly simply. Yeah. Um, simply as the GM, as the Dungeon Master once it, or a.k.a. The DM, the D- DM will start to tell you a story you know, with a little bit of intro, and then usually they ask you, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, and you in this case is not necessarily you, the person behind the paper, but you, the person on paper. Yes, I'm talking about. He's asking what you're doing about the the you being the character that's on the paper. Right. So that's you, your generally the best games that I've been in. I have been that person on paper or that thing on paper because i have played non-human characters before and which is really fun yeah but essentially the because this is kind of like an intro i i generally when when i when people want to get into role-playing and i think we can end end on this kind of a topic because we're okay generally when i get into role-playing or when i'm trying to get people into role-playing and they're like i'm not sure what to do I generally say make a character that represents you. You as the person behind the character sheet. Because you know what kind of decisions you would make in a given situation. And that helps you to get into the mindset. Granted, you may or may not want to do that because you might get in your character might get into some sticky situations that might be triggering, but for the most part, GMs are GMs, game masters, which is more a more generic term. Yes. Dungeon master, D and D specific, or yes, yeah, D and D specific. Because I think even other fantasy games still use game some of them do. Is the the term dungeon master is used in other systems, okay. but mainly is either you the most commonly used one is GM game master. Right. Then, of course, there's a few other systems that use other random stuff, but yeah. yeah. Typically, the game master is trying to tell a good story and not trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So they will frequently work with you and make it a pleasant experience because, obviously, they want you to come back. Yes. DMs cannot work or cannot do their thing without players. Yeah. So if you make a somebody... A character that is kind of like you, you will probably have a good time because you will yeah. be able to make your own decisions. You will say, uh -huh. and you will be more comfortable saying, I am throwing a rock at the window to try to break into blah, you know, the place. Or I am yes. doing this because I care about my friends, Gagnar, Hudan, <laughs> and I don't know, some elven pretty name that I can't think of right now. <laughs> But what do you, I mean, is that generally what, I, I think I learned that from you, actually. Right? That is, yeah, yeah, that's the thing I've always liked 
And also, that, that's the best thing to do is make a character that represents you, or at least that you can make yourself. Or that you can um, But as, because the reason why I say it's because I, me myself as a GM, I tend to run games that are not th- too threatening, more trying to see get the story along. Now, at least I would say a good GM would at least try to say to their players that what type of game they're running. Right. And that's that's an important question. Even if they don't, yeah. tell, you should probably ask. Uh, yes, hey, what type that's a of good game idea. Are you running? And it, I'll, I'll give you a secret. Day, uh, Raspberry, close your eyes. Or close your <laughs> close your eyes. Close your ears. Uh, close my ears. GMs what? are people. GM GMs. Excuse me. And DMs are people too. You <sighs> can talk to them. They are usually your friends. Sorry, Raspberry, you can open your ears. Oh, what happened? Nothing. I was in a marvelous place. <laughs> no, I was just I was just telling them that, that oh, the people, okay. folks that are running games are people too. And yes. They again, they generally want to tell a good story. It's not unless they have a specific vengeance against you. Ugh. Which has happened. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Finish your your finish your thought. Oh, I was I was just agreeing with you. That was like uh, <laughs> memories for another time. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of content. We've been running for an hour already. Can you believe it? If we can keep doing an hour every time, I think we can do a good podcast. I absolutely agree. I, I, mean, I think if we can keep doing an hour, that'd be awesome. I, I and if you run do over time, that's perfect. I think we could, we can shoot for probably shoot for an hour, maybe with a with a break, a couple of breaks. Yeah, because I could have probably used a break a little while ago. But oh yeah, I probably could use a break too. But we were. Oh, this is a good. A, we were having yeah, good, good conversation. Day. We were having such a good conversation. I didn't want to like say, hey, by the way, <laughs> now commercial, blah blah blah. But no. Um. So yeah. yeah. How do you want to wrap this up? Um. Well. Um. Well. Hopefully, this is being a successful podcast, and this is the audience or the listeners there. Um, if they want to uh, comment on what we talked about, or at least, especially considering this episode, uh, right. maybe your first D&D experience, or not specifically D&D, your first tabletop gaming experience. Um, yeah, something like that. Right. So you can reach me, Banjo Fox, at well, at uh, a number, a whole bunch of different uh, social media accounts. And I will probably actually come up with a... A specific <laughs> social media account. Mastodon is my prefer my preference because it's not Twitter, it's not Facebook, it's very open. But if you'd like to reach me directly, you can go to banjo b a n j o dot codes c o d e s dot uh, sorry, Banjo.Codes is the full website. I have a whole bunch of different ways to reach out to me. Raspather, uh, again, we'll, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> not this moment. Uh, it, I'm going to be on the wait-and-see approach, so basically any kind of right. address it to Banjo personally for the time being, no matter how good or bad they may be. <laughs> That's fine. Well, you can address you can address <laughs> things to him, but send it to me. Yeah. And obviously, we will probably have when we wherever you've downloaded this, depending on how we that, wherever you've downloaded this, I'm sure there will be. I will post. I will be making sure to post content. Our producer Chuck. I don't know. We'll see. Producer Chuck. Chuck. He kind of manages. Is it okay? Uh, 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 he, his expression is not too good. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I didn't realize he was down there. I thought he was. Uh, whatever. I, I can never keep track of him. Uh, uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, Producer Chuck will um, hopefully. 
turn this into something meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you want to reach out to me, banjo.codes, C-O-D-E-S. And um, we'll uh, see you next time, folks. Yes. Have a good whatever time it is. Bye. Bye.